My name is Casey. I'm one of the pastors here at, uh, at New City Church. Guys, welcome. Have you ever had one of, those, one of those weeks where God just rocked your world and you had this emotional roller coaster of uh, half the time crying, half the time laughing. People think you may need some meds or something. I, you know, I don't know. I, don't know. I, I think Judy might have slipped me some estrogen because I'm a dude. I'm suddenly, my, Judy's my wife, and I'm suddenly emotionally available this week. And I don't know what the heck's going on. It just seems weird. Have you ever had that feeling, like, like God just flipped you out over, over, over something? And, and I know this is, is going to be one of those. I'm going to I'm try not to get through it without uh, being a blubber and idiot. I got the Kleenex in my pocket just in case. But here's some things that God has, has laid on me. And, and ultimately, what I must do right now is confess a sin in my life that, uh, that I'm going to ask you as a congregation of forgiveness for. Now, I know a lot of you are paying, putting on attention, saying, oh, this dude's into something sinister, man. We're going to find out, man, right? And, and for a lot of people, it's like, Casey, it's no big deal. But for me, man, when, when God calls you to a particular role in the church, that, that's, his, that's his bride, right? And you don't take due diligence, if you will, and you, and you don't take some things seriously, and you don't take, man, and, and, and I haven't done that for about a month and a half or two months. I've been kind of slacking a little bit. You know what they, they say in the, uh, it, it's some of the, like the police sometimes says, if you see something, say something. Well, I saw things and said nothing. And I want to apologize to you guys for that because this is a glorious, wonderful, victorious day that we get to, we get to celebrate in the Lord. Amen. And so, so here's the thing I want to, I mean, it, it, it really, if you've never been part of a, of a, of a dying or dead church, man, how many people have, by the way, if you've ever been part of a, yeah, a lot of, man, it's painful. We're not, we're, we're like alive, man. We're like, like God's given us great favors. So don't hear me say, we're dying. It's not like that. But there are some alarm bells that have gone off for me over the last, this past week, starting with this past Sunday night and culminating into this week where I've been on my knees begging God for, for you, begging God for me to wake me up, to wake you up and say, God, wake them up. Have them close to you. Have them abide to you. Have them remaining in you. The, the be the, that they are in you. Man, and it's just killed me to know that I haven't challenged you guys and been a little bit in your face some to, to, to go, guys, listen, this genuine excitement, this genuine love, this genuine enthusiasm, this genuine uh, uh, evangelism, this genuine, uh, all the things that we do, the genuine fervor of God, man, that it's got to come not on Sunday morning, but on Monday morning when all of us are on our knees praying to God, amen? Man, I, and I was rocked by that this week. Man, because I saw people complacent in the body of Christ. I saw people, and I'm not getting on to anybody. Trust, trust me, I'm getting on to me because I was. And I apologize to you guys that. Will you, will you forgive me for that? God says we're supposed to forgive. I didn't hear a lot of yeses. I'm just saying that. <laughs> but I love you more than I can tell you. And I've never prayed for you more than I've prayed for you this week. And I've never cried for you or laughed about your goofiness more than I have this week. See, we're in the studying the book of Acts. We'll be in the book of Acts for a long, long time. 
And when, when God said, I need you to tell people, I need you to challenge people, I need you to bring this to the forefront, I need people to understand that there is, there is a, an, an all that I have that, that you're not telling them, that you're not shepherding them in this particular way, guys. And so when I'm looking at, we're, we're in the book of Acts, and, and when they are, uh, this new church 2,000 years ago, they did all the things. They confessed to one another. They did all kinds of amazing things for one another. And they, they met together, and they, they were glad together. And there, there's no, like, like, there's no time, it seems, in the, in the early church where there was somebody just slacking, right? And in fact, Jesus said to his disciples, I was reminded this week when I was confessing this to some, some, uh, a group that I meet with on, uh, every other Tuesday, I said, I, I, you know, I, I, I did this and they said, hey, Jesus dealt with his too, right? With his disciples. He's like, begging his heart out right for the for for god to to take this cup from him if but not my will your will be done sweating drops of blood this cat was freaked out and his disciples are sleeping right and he's like guys come on i mean even jesus dealt with it and i want us to open up man and 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 be be open to what god has to say listen to what what john 15 says and this is jesus talking to his disciples and this is where we have to start not Start doing stuff for the building or the church, but this is where we start and out of this flows, right? Jesus says, I am the, the what? The vine and you are the branches. If you remain in me, if you, everybody say if you, right? Not F you, if you, right? If you remain in me, I think some of you said that to me, I'm sorry. If you remain in me and I in you, there is, a, there is a promise here, right? If you will, then I will. You will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do what? If you, everybody say if you. I think everybody said it right. Do not remain in me. You are like a branch that is thrown away and, and withers. Such branches are picked up, thrown into the fire, and burn. Now, you, you, a lot of people are like, oh, they're going to send people to hell. And I don't think he's saying this. I think he's just saying, look, you're, you're not worth anything to the body, right? If you're not going to do what I've called you to do, but you've got to be remaining in me in order to do that. Can I get a, a big, fat, new city amen? amen? If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish. A lot of people say the prosperity gospel say, well, you can ask whatever you want to, and Jesus is going to give it to you because that's what he says in his word. But he says, if you, and if we are remaining in him, we're going to want what he wants, right? We're going we're to be seeing things the way he sees them, and we're going to be asking him to make his kingdom come. That's when all that kind of like, well, we pray for your kingdom to come. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. This is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my, you all say this word, disciples. Jesus said uh, the great commission, the, one of the final things he said to his disciples to go and make disciples, baptizing them in the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit teaching them to obey me right and so a lot of people claim to be a disciple but they've never taught a disciple and they've never taught a disciple to make a disciple so we are i mean that's what i'm going to pound on this man because we got to bear that fruit showing ourselves to be his what disciples and it never can happen unless we're abiding 
unless we're remaining, unless we're in him, and we know it. Because out of that springs, there's a, not spiritual activity, but I'm talking about genuine kingdom building where we kick Satan's butt, right? And we take that kingdom because this is a battle, this is a war. Kingdoms are not won without a fight. And we prepare to fight, not on Sunday morning. This is part of it. But every day of the week as we abide. And I'm calling us guys to abide. As the Father has loved me, so I have what? Loved you. Now what? Remain. Abide in my love. If you, everybody say it again. If you keep my commands, you will remain in my love. In other words, if you love me, you're going to obey me. So many people, man, say they love Jesus, but they don't obey. Just as I have kept my Father's commands and remain in His love. I have told you this so that my joy may be in you and that your joy, your joy, our joy may be complete. My command is this. Love each other as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this than to lay down one's life for one's friends. You are my friends if you do what I command. I'm a friend of Jesus, man. We got to probably... <laughs> We want to be in command, right? But I was acting like an enemy of Jesus for a while. I no longer call you servants because a, a, a servant does not know his master's business. Instead, I've called you my friends. Guys, guess what? We get to know our master's business, man. This is amazing. For everything that I learned from my father, I have made known to you. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you so that you might go and bear fruit, fruit that will Last, so that whatever you ask in my name, the Father will give you. This is my command. Everybody say this with me. Love each other. Love each other enough to support one another. Love each other enough to provide for our our needs. Uh, Be devoted to one another. We'll talk about that here in just a second. Jesus then goes and says, hey, it's going to stink for you for a little while. They hate you, so they they hate me, so they're going to hate you. And then he ends this particular part of John where he says, when the what? The capital what? Advocate. He's talking about the Holy Spirit. When the Holy Spirit comes, in other words, we are talking about this, this, this book of Acts. We're talking about the gifts of the, of the Spirit. When the Advocate comes, who I will send to you from the Father, the Spirit of truth, who goes out from the Father, he will testify about me. And you must also testify, for you have been with me from the beginning. Wow. That's incredible. See, this early church in Acts 2, when we start talking about the church and we start talking about what they did, they had these kinds of things in mind. They were fresh off the heels of a resurrected Christ, right? And so everything they did, man, they were like like strategic for, for going and telling people. It's like, oh my goodness, man, this guy rose from the dead. You're going to believe it, man. Like, like y'all got to come and you ain't going to believe that kind of stuff, right? And so what rocked my world a little bit, frankly, like when we are, uh, are talking about things like what we had rekindled last Sunday night, and, 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 I, and we, we said, hey, guys, go promote this. Go tell people about it. We want to bring people in. And four people shared it on our Facebook page. I'm like, something's up, right? And that's what rocked me. That's what, like, hey, like something's up. When I see there, was, there were people coming in, do you have any water? And I was like, oh, no. 
you know, what, what have we done, right? We've taken, we've sort of just slacked off in, in, in providing things for people, right? Like, like we've slacked off in our enthusiasm, but it didn't slack off on a particular, like, uh, program or a particular service. It slacked off for the last couple of months when we weren't challenging people to abide. Amen? You catch what I'm saying? I'm not getting on to anybody. Trust me. I'm challenging us to be on our knees. Because enthusiasm, genuine enthusiasm, will never come unless we're there. Unless we're, we're abiding, unless we're remaining in the vine. So with that in mind, Acts 2, 42-47 said this. They circle this word, or write this word in your bulletin. Devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship. And to the breaking of bread and to prayer, everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give, it, give to anyone who had, who had need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together and, and in gl- with glad. Listen, this is important. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with what? Glad and sincere hearts. Not because they manufactured some enthusiasm like, whoo-hoo-hoo, sure is good to be here. But like, man, we are, partic- we are participating in the, in the resurrected Jesus, man. His Holy Spirit is here, man. We're all together. It's awesome. Amen? Glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people and the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved see do we want God to show our church favor man come on come on now do we want that then it is going to take all of us in submission in humility and in genuine confession of sin to one another it sounds weird, man, but this is what they did. They, 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 they just didn't care. They're like, we got, we got bigger fish to fry than trying to make myself comfortable, right? And it's going to take us all. See, God's done some incredible things already in our church, man. We, in a year and a half, we've gone from, or two years or so, whatever, we've gone from uh, seven to ten people to 150 to 200, depending on the Sunday. Awesome. Great stuff. Awesome stuff. This was about the size, and this is what God like illuminated to me. Do not let this happen again. This was about the size of the church that when it started dying, I watched it die for 13 or 14 years. And what caused it was apathy. What caused it was, was fearful leadership. What caused it was, was people not in the word, not abiding, not humbling themselves, not... Man, and it will kill a church. It might even look alive from the outside. It might be uh, doing great things, quote-unquote great things according to the community, but ultimately becomes a charity, charity organization rather than the church. That won't be us. Amen? Are you with me, New City? Are you with me? See, because there's all kinds of gifts. All kinds of gifts that we talked about last week. Some of you wrote your gifts down, and I love that. But I want us to be backing up a little bit this week. And I want you to take your, your connect cards and stuff like that uh, this week. And I want you to write down again, what, what, you know, kind of if you've got a chance to talk to people 
uh, and, and ask God what your gifting is and all those kinds of things. But there's also some gifts that Christ himself gave. And I'll talk about those here in just a second. But this early church was devoted to one another. We've got a, 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 a series coming up for the next seven weeks. Here's what I'm, what I'm telling you. Here's what we're going to do is, is that we're going to find out who is with us and who, uh, who we can count on and who we need to be devoted to. Like, like, like we're going we're gonna to ask people to commit for the next seven weeks, starting next week, to be here every Sunday. We're literally going to take roll. And I'll be like, oh man, you can't take... No, no, trust me. We want to do something special for those that have made it for the all, all seven weeks. It's not like we want to call you and see why you ain't here type of thing. It's not about that. About doing something special for somebody, but they were devoted, and this series is called Devoted. We're going to talk about the values we have and why it's important we have values of family, values of truth, values of, 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 of generosity, those kinds of things. But this is what we're talking about in, in, in Acts 2. They were devoted to one another, they gave everything to one another, amen? So in Ephesians 4, starting at 11, this is Christ Himself has given some. People, given all, all of us, in the, if we're his, he's given us a gift as well. So Ephesians 4.11 says, so Christ himself gave the, everybody say this with me, apostles. Man, y'all can say it louder than that. This is the word, baby. This is God's word. Come on. Apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, shepherds, and the teachers, right? We, some, of this, some of you guys, we know we call this the apes, the apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors shepherds and teachers and i look at this kind of this this type of thing and i uh, like like a lot of us have taken the the like test to see where we are and i i see this as uh these gifts that christ himself gave as kind of the overarching like this is how god made you and he's also given you gifts of hospitality or gifts of giving or gifts of of mercy for example we'll talk about some of the things that the apostles and those folks do but listen to what he says for um for the reason why, because we need to understand this. Like he gave these apostles, the prophets, evangelists, shepherds, and teachers to do what? To equip his people for works of service. You catch what I'm saying? Do you, do you, you start to see why, I, why God rocked my world because I wasn't equipping people for the works of service. I was denying them their place in the kingdom. I was denying them in so many ways. I was like, oh God, I'm, man. This just killed me, but I, but I tell you, I'm glad he did it, amen? So that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become what? Mature. Mature. Attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. I want to break those down uh, kind of really quickly and in, in your bulletins you can fill some of these out uh, that kind of thing but but and this is not by no means an exhaustive definition there's all kinds of ways that people can can look at these things but we're going to talk generalities here um so i just don't want to have a have a big argument at the end of the service well you know apostle this is and this I, I understand that but 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 apostle somebody who's an apostle is is someone who is starting new ministries and, and even churches uh, guys, you may not know this, but we have possibly found our third campus. Come on. I had nothing to do with it because I ain't really geared as an apostle. But some of the apostles went out and they were like, man, they got, it's incredible, right? 
Like that should wake us up. Like, like we got to be diligent in how we do stuff so that we can show the new people how we do it. Amen. Whoo, man. Come on. Apostles starting this, going out and starting this. A prophet is somebody who is uh, keeping God and God's truth. Listen, central within the church. Someone who says, no, this is God's, this is God's word, right? I mean, you'll hear sometimes, these are the guys that sometimes drive you crazy, drive apostles crazy. They're like, go, 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 go. And the, and the prophets go like, hey, wait a minute, wait, we need to be praying, right? Hey, wait, wait, wait. Here's what God said, right? I mean, we need them, right? We need that stuff. Otherwise, apostles just go crazy and we'll all be exhausted trying to follow these guys, right? You got evangelists. But evangelists uh, essentially proclaim the gospel and bring new believers into the church. I'm not, and I'm like, come on, evangelists, let's go. We got all these, right? Let's go get these new campus, campi. Let's go get the, uh, let's go, let's go do this with truth. Let's go help people know who God is, right? So they can be saved and we can all do this together and go find more people, man. Let's roll. But evangelists by themselves without shepherds caring for, those within the church, both spiritually and physically, are going to wear people out, right? Like evangelists go save somebody, they'll go to the next. They're almost apostolic in a little bit. But uh, like apostles go and take a city. Uh, uh, evangelists go and take a people. Shepherds take, take care of these people. And then finally, we've got a, a teacher, someone who is teaching in the church towards spiritual maturity in all areas of life. And God has given us all like everybody who is in him, all of us, like that's our general kind of a, a look of this. So when, some, when somebody who's an evangelist has also a gift of, say, I don't know, service or helps that we talked about last week. Like an evangelist is going to look at serving somebody differently than an apostle is. You know what? I, catch what I'm saying? So just because someone has a gift of mercy or the gift of tongues or the gift of uh, healing or the gift of administration, it's going to look different based on your your Christ-given gift. You catch what I'm saying on that? So just because somebody else has a gift of healing, it may not look like somebody else's gift of healing, but I want you to know you're free to use it. No matter what your gift is. Do you, am I, am I, everybody follow me on that? Does that make sense? Like we're all wired a little bit differently. Evangelists, po- prophets, apostles and shepherds and teachers all wired differently. All with gifting, perhaps even the same type of gift, but used in a different fashion. It's pretty fascinating. But finally, guys, I want you to be thinking of this. Because the word... Of God, man, it, it just it penetrated me this week. And, and, and here's the, 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 the passage that just got me because we got great gifts. God's given us great favor. Man, we've baptized almost 40 people since we've been here. That's crazy, right? We've discipled and, and, and put people through disciple almost 50 folks already, 50, 60 folks already. I mean, it's, it's, it's remarkable. God, we're doing the things that God has asked us to do. But if we're not careful... Like I said before, if we don't keep the main thing the main thing, God can take it away really quickly. And I never, God may say, hey, look, close the doors of the church. Awesome. Man, that's up to you, God. I'd be sad. But I never want it to be because we didn't care for people. I never wanted it to be because we weren't diligent. I never wanted it to be because, frankly, we weren't challenged to be in the word and in the vine and remaining in God. So I'm going to leave you with this. I'm going to coach you through some things about your your gifting and your, your quote-unquote apest. Philippians 2, starting in verse 1. And this is Paul writing to a, a really pretty cool church 
And frankly, a lot of people think the Philippians is the book of joy. It's actually the book of war. It's so cool. I love that. Because we've got to fight. Therefore, he says, if you have any encouragement from being, listen, what is this? Being united in Christ, right? United with Christ. If any comfort from His love. If any common sharing in the Spirit, if any tenderness and compassion. And Paul says, make my joy complete by being like-minded. Having the same what? This is kind of like a common theme in the Bible, isn't it? I know a lot of people say, man, the Bible is a great book to, to learn about how to do life. Man, no, it's a great book to learn how to fight. And we fight with love. Being one in spirit and of one mind. Listen to this, guys. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourself. Not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interests of the others. And I love this in the context of all the other scriptures because it says we all got different gifts, but, but help us, un, help us, like, like God's saying, God saying, you gotta, gotta submit to the, to the other people in the church and whatever gifting they have, man, man, it's for the benefit of the church, no matter what it is. So, some people think the gift of, administra- of administration is not, it's, it's not holy or it's not spiritual. Man, I say every time we do anything in this church, no matter how what the world says is insignificant, is a powerful piece of taking a kingdom for God. Every coffee ground that we brew, every, every bulletin that we hand out, every sh- hand that we shake, every time we check a new family into, into Kid City, man, it's, a, it's one more step that we can take. And if we don't take it with, a, with a, a great deal of awe and we don't look at it as, man, this is a powerful piece of the kingdom that's being, being brought, man, we'll never understand that. And if we don't look at it as, as helping other people get closer to God, we'll never do it in the right way and we'll become exhausted or we'll become complacent or, or we'll be dead eventually. But we're victorious, aren't we? We're victorious in Christ, are we, are we not? Man, come on. That's who we are. He has saved us from eternal damnation. I love him for that. But I love him even more that we get to go to heaven. Oh my goodness. In your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus, who, being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness, and that's what we're to do. Consider ourselves lesser than others. That, not that we are, but that's how we approach our fellow brothers and sisters. It's got to be. And we use our gifts so that others can benefit from our gifts, not so that we can. Wouldn't it be amazing if every church in America, man, truly did this, there would be no people calling those hypocrites. There would be no uh, churches insignificant. There would be no, well, we better get on board with all the kind of different sins in the world. Otherwise, we're going to lose this, this, and then we're going to lose butts. And butts. It wouldn't even be talking like that. People would be like, oh, no, what would we would do without the church. Because if I'm looking out for others, and I got 200 people looking out for me, I'm taken care of, Amen.
Wow. See, if I just look out for my own interests, I'm only one dude. But if I got you guys looking out for me, then I'm set. And being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself, even becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. Therefore God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. So the question is, man, how do we do this? So I've had visions of our city being an epicenter of a, a revival bomb. Like this is kind of a, like when I, I see historians looking at Edgerton going, oh, there it is. That's when it started. That's when like, people went crazy for Jesus, right? But how can we do this? Man, we've got to remain or abide in Christ. I'm not going to sit there and tell you, you guys need to get busy. It ain't like that. You guys need to stop for a sec. All of us, Casey Carter included. To remain and abide in Christ because without Him, we can do nothing. Man, we can do great community work. We can be the best greeters. We can be the best coffee makers. We can be the best kids city teachers. We can be the best worship band and we are all that. But if we do it for any other reason other than it is a natural outflow of our abiding in Christ, it will not work. It will never last. So we know how to do it, but, but why do we do this? It is not so that we can be a cool church. It is how we show love to one another. I use my giftings for you. You use your, your giftings for me. And I praise God that God's given you a whole lot of gifts. Because we cannot love and we cannot be Jesus' disciples if we disobey and we do not love Him. We know how to do it. We know why we do it. So when do we do this? We do this now. We do this right now. There is no better time to be in our church. There is no better time to be part of the church, especially when the world is falling apart. I became very close to becoming a politician and, and going down that road. I thought that that's where God was wanting me to do because I needed to go make some changes in society, right? Until I realized that it wasn't until hearts changed in our world that the politics will take care of themselves. <laughs> I want you guys... I want you guys to be praying. And as you're praying this week, discover... And use your gifts for the benefit of the church. Don't neglect your gifts. Like I did. And I thank you guys for your grace. I want you to rekindle God's gift that you possess. That he's given you. It is a gift. And this is a weird one. <laughs> a lot of people think I'm weird anyway. You guys know that. You have permission to fail. Fall flat on your face, man, to the glory of God. And don't even worry about it. Try something in the church 
and fail like nobody's ever failed before. I hope they write a newspaper article about it, right? Not necessarily a bad one. Let me back that up a little bit. But I hope we talk about it for decades, right? Pick ourselves up. Let God pick us up. Let God dust us off. Let God do what He can do and lead us in our gifting and lead us in what we're to do. And finally, be diligent with how and when to use your gifts. Do not deny the rest of the body. You came to me this morning and, and you prayed and you said, if you don't mind, can I pray in tongues? I'm like, I don't mind. It's your gift, right? And so we didn't do it in front of a bunch of people. We, we, we came in because it's a private thing, right? And you prayed for me in that, right? I love that. You were not afraid to use your gift. There are lots of people here that have a gift of administration. They're not afraid to use that gift. We are truly a, a Bible-believing church. And it's one of those things where we're, we're going to look at the Word and see what it says. And if people have that gifting, it's cool to use it. Pete's got the gift of healing. I've watched him heal people. It's crazy, man. Like, wow. But, but never, I, I shouldn't say never, because when he did it, I'm like, crap, I wish I had that gift, right? Seriously, I mean, I did. I was like, dang, that'd be cool to have that, man. I could, man, I could do all kinds of... But then, then it hit me what Philippians said, do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Value others as better than yourself. Value others as... This is what builds up the body of Christ, man. It's very unusual in a church to actually use the gifts that God has given us to use, but we're going to use them. And we're not going to be afraid. We're going to be bold. And we're going to be on our knees as often as we can, submitting to God's will for our lives, abiding and remaining in God, and being out of that, being diligent in everything we do. No slackers, no wimps, no wusses in the church. Amen? Thank you for your forgiveness of me. Are you guys with me? Have I freaked anybody out? It's okay to say yes. We'll talk afterwards. I love you more than I can tell you. You've been on my heart and mind all week. Sometimes I'm laughing, sometimes I'm crying. Most of the time I'm crying, to be honest with you. But Father, we love you. I thank you for uh, helping me get through this message without crying like a little girl. <laughs> but even if you let me do that, that's all right too. Lord, all joking aside, I thank you for your grace. I thank you for your forgiveness that you've already forgiven. You paid that price for my sin of, of complacency, my sin of not being abiding in you. And God, may you open our hearts in this room those who are here, those who are not here, but part of, the, part of this body of believers, Lord, may you open our hearts and, man, expose this crap. Expose it. Let us deal with it, God. Deal with us on it. God, deal with our pride. Deal with our lust. Deal with our, our lying. Deal with our gluttony. Deal with our drunkenness. Deal with all this stuff. God, deal with it. Deal with our laziness.
Show us, God, what to do. We love you so much. That's in your son's amazing, awesome, and incredible leading us name. All New City Church says, Amen.